Hi, welcome to Bipolar Bicoastal. I'm Anna. And I'm Maria. We're twins living on opposite coasts. Here to talk about navigating life while bipolar. Hello, Nanners. Hi, Mia. How are you? Good. We have a guest today, Gwen Coquez. Well, we have... On a previous... <laughs> we have a guest, a guest host. Yeah. A guest host. Oh. oh. Gwen Coquez. That's her voice. Hello, to Gwen. put on the resume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be a host, too. Yes, host. <laughs> really <laughs> um, yeah, Gwen's going to interview us today. Yeah, I am. That's like the whole concept. Katie Couric. <laughs> um, and you guys can see how good Gwen is at it, and then maybe she should take over our podcast. Please don't. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are. It, it's a grueling production schedule, but I feel like you can help with it. <laughs> you and Anna can record together because you're on the same oh, uh, time zone. Maybe just Gwen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But Anna has some news. Anna has your cat. Yeah, so the reason why we didn't put out an episode, well, I guess two weeks ago at the point that this is being released, is because my cat Kimmy passed away. It was really sudden. He just had, like, wasn't eating as much as usual, and I thought it's because he was mad at me because I had, like, got away for Thanksgiving, and then it was not that, and I took him in, and then they were just like, yeah, he has lung cancer, and had to put him down two days later. So he is very much so missed. And weirdly, the part that I'm saddest about, well, not like the part, the part I'm sad about is losing him, but like weirdly, like what it's fixating on is that I like got all these cards made that my friend Lily drew of like a picture of the two of us. And it says like Anna and Kimmy, and I was going to send them all out to people. Like I got like little cards made, and then and now it feels really weird to send out cards of my dead cat and I. So I don't know. It's just been like a shitty year. And this is just like the shittiest part of it for me. And I really miss him. He's a really good cat. Yeah, I miss him too. And so Gwen, how do you feel about Anna sending out the cards? I really want to see the card, so selfishly, yeah. I want the card. Yeah, me too. But also, you two had, like, such a cute old guy, young lady dynamic that I would love <laughs> to see. December relationship. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would love oh. to see depicted through Lily's art. No, I'll definitely send one to the two of you, and... He was this, like, lovely older gentleman who, like, let me take care of him for the last years of his life. Yeah, and was, like, my roommate. And, like, the thing that I was, I was his emergency contact. I'm not that for anyone else. Like, if anyone else that I know in my life, they're all in relationships or really far away. Or, honestly, in relationships and really far away. I don't think I have any single friends at this point. Like, except for, like, a, a few people. But I wouldn't be the person that they would put down. For someone like to take care of them if they were in the hospital and I've lost that and like that is really sad like we took care of each other and he was like my emotional okay. support guy like I got him when I got out of the hospital um and like I asked asked I like screamed for a cat like literally every day like for most of the day and my poor mom was like I don't know what to do because my husband is really allergic to cats and she lives with us and like she's manic so like should I get her an animal to take care of so like we were very lucky that some family friends like let us 
have Kimmy on a trial basis and it just worked out really well like he was just the sweetest cat and everyone who knew him like loved him or they lied about it to me at least and um (laughs) yeah it's just yeah it's just sad like yeah we should like he got me through a lot of really really bad times and it's just sad that couldn't yeah couldn't spend more time there but he was 18 17 or 18 years old when he died and like I was very (laughs) I was very adamant that like he was gonna live for till like 22 but that's the very very max of when cats would live so he beat diabetes probably right before he probably had a stroke yeah Yeah. he like is was a diabetes survivor like he had it for like a year and and he did it (laughs) he beat diabetes Diabetes yeah, survivor. yeah. He was in remission. He recovered diabetes. from diabetes. He was, like, yeah, a, he was he, in diabetes yeah. remission. He'd been through a lot. We all miss Kimmy, and we'll post a picture of him for the social media post this week. Yeah, yeah. And Gwen, holy, he's so lovely. White as snow. <laughs> Me and Kimmy, both white as ever. Um, but yeah, do you want to get into the interview <laughs> part, Gwen? Snow. Do you have? Kimmy was lovely. All right. I'll miss him. Uh, yeah. Let's do a I quick bio for Gwen. I got scribbly notes. Um, what was the last one? <laughs> what did we do last time? Gwen Coquez rhymes with Lopez. Sure. <laughs> Is the gr- girlfriend uh, of Elena Morrissey. Has been famously. our friend since 2013? 2014? Uh, and... Uh, was around for both Anna and Mai's manic and depressive episodes, so she's seen us at our most bipolar. That's true. All right, Gwen, go ahead. <laughs> Good times. All right, so the most pressing concern that I have and question so nervous. that I think all of your listeners are waiting to hear the answer to is... <laughs> Yeah, I think we've just been, you know, sitting on the edge of our seat, just, like, mm-hmm. really hoping that you would get to this point. You haven't brought it up yet. So first question I have is, are Mary-Kate and Ashley good representatives of the twinhood population? Small personal detail. In high school, when Marie and I went to her train last year, which was the sophomore year of high school, which is too late. Um... But we didn't get invited to any Halloween parties, so we didn't know what to do. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and the guy that I was semi dating at the time, like, show up in fucking toe shoes to, like, you know, like, those, like... <laughs> Sneakers with the toes. To like I, well, yeah. anyway, so point being, we dressed up as Mary Kate no. and Ashley Olsen, but our costumes were mostly flannels, and the fact that we were twins. And this one woman opened the door and was like, what are you two, the Plaid Sisters? <laughs> <laughs> and when you say yes, I mean, we were like, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Why are you the Plaid Sisters? That was like our lowest twin costume, and then our highest was either when we were thing one and thing two, and our mom was the cat in the hat when we were Aww. kids, or when we were, as we already talked about, Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift and the You Belong With Me music video, mm. which was iconic, or when we were cat bug, both yeah, of us, say. also mm. in college, um, which is a, like adorable little cat ladybug from the YouTube series um, Bravest Warriors, and that we both wanted to be cat bugs, so we just both wear cat bugs. <laughs> and also our our friend um at the time got us those costumes. I think it's really yeah. important that like we remember that only times that we have like good Halloween yeah. costumes like when someone yeah. else does it for us. Like, or we else suck you're, at, plaid, you're the we plaid suck sisters. At Halloween costumes. 
yeah, nothing I hate more than buying Halloween costumes. It's or, rough. Like, yeah. Putting them together. Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question, Gwen, I think what I like about Mary Kate <laughs> Ashley Olsen is there are so many times in movies and TV shows where they have twins but they're not played by twins it's either like one person playing both characters Mm. or it's like two people who look kind of alike and I really hate that like I think like there's enough probably enough twins who would like to play those roles to like film them I know it's like such a like (laughs) minuscule like representation (laughs) issue but it does piss me off platform Biden hasn't addressed twin representation He's been very silent on all the issues that I care about. <laughs> very silent on Twitter representation. Yeah. And um, the other thing I like is they don't do, like, the whole, like, horror movie twin thing where, like, mm. twins are scary to people, I guess. Yeah. No, like, sex scenes with twins in them. They're, they never have done no anything No twin mm. I also like that they're fraternal twins, but they look so similar. Oh, I had no idea. Which mm-hmm. is, and so people who don't know, like, fraternal twins, literally, it's just, like, two siblings. They have a different egg and a different sperm. So, like, it's pretty uncanny that they ended up looking so much alike. Yeah, Because they're that's just basically, weird. like, siblings in the womb together. And then also, I like that their names start with A and M, because Anna and I's do, too. Oh, and, cute. Um, it's actually quite a theme with twins. Like, on America's Asset Model, there was twins one time, and they were named what? Amanda and Michelle. What? So, something to think about. <laughs> wow. Yep. There's a conspiracy theory there. But I don't really, I've not really watched any of their movies. So I don't wow! Know. Yeah, I mean, how'd you avoid that? Yeah. I wrote in my notes, very importantly, fraternal. Next fraternal, yeah. 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 Good, fraternal. Good very notes. important. Something to, something <laughs> Did you research? Anna and Mai's favorite twin movie was the Lindsay Lohan version of Parent Trap, and I genuinely thought mm. that it was two different people. And then I wanted yeah. to I still think it is two time. different people. No, just Lindsay Lohan twice. No. No child can be that good at acting. It's pretty incredible. One of them's British, so yeah, well, yeah. British. I thought my least favorite twin representation was the Winklevoss twins, played by what's his face in uh, Social Network. Oh yeah, Army Hammer. Yeah. Army Hammer, yeah. Or Nicolas Cage in Adaptation. That was also pretty unwatchable. A, a lot of Nicolas Cage movies are unwatchable. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about your Halloween costumes, and have you ever not matched for Halloween? Uh, there was one year Anna was Bridget Bardot, and I was just a person wearing a... <laughs> <laughs> What, like, one of those, like, grandma, like, polyester jumpsuits, you know? Yeah. Tracksuits. She just wore yeah. a tracksuit. So that's not you a costume. You just wore tracks. You literally just wore tracks. <laughs> not a costume. It was very hot. We went out dancing, too. It was, like, a really hot thing to wear out dancing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. My favorite Halloween costume I've ever done, I'm sorry, Maria, did not include Maria. It was me and my friend Phoebe dressed up as Simon and Garfunkel. So our Garfunkel and Paul Simon from the iconic album cover where like they're wearing the like, mm. white hat and stuff like that. And I ordered a wig so that I could be our Garfunkel and it came in and it was like yellow instead of blonde. <laughs> so I just looked like a clown. Yeah. And guest on the pod, friend of friend of the pod, um, Ellen Forney. Noted author Ellen Forney. She's not like a friend of the pod. Um, She's friend also, of the pod. Also did that with her partner one year and like posted on Instagram and we, we DM'd about it. So Wow. Yeah. That is special. One year we were and we did ma- we've had matched for a lot of them. One year we were at the Breakfast Club with my freshman year roommates. 
Um, right. And Anna was Molly Ringwald's character, and I was Ali Sheedy's one, who are the princess in the um, basket case. And then one year we were M&M's, also in high school, also embarrassing. That was crayons. We were crayons at M&M's. Crayons, sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> uh, one year when I was a kid, I was a firefighter. One mm. year, our grandma made us matching Halloween costumes. We were mice, and we got to wear our Wisconsin cheese head hats, and we had, like, these felt, gray felt, and weirdly, like, the middle of the mouse costume was, like, this weird... Like, pea green. green. That we, like, puke green that we chose, which was oh, odd. Oh, no. Those are the big ones that I'm remembering, and are we missing any others? I was just thinking about in eighth grade, where we, like, went to Party City with all of our friends. I got, like, those sexy costumes, and I was, like, a sexy yeah. pirate, but I wore a sweatshirt over it because I was so insecure about my body and, like, trying to seem like I was putting in any effort to, like, seem, like, cool or, like, hot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I was, like, a, I was, like, a pirate skirt with, like, a Dartmouth sweatshirt on top. Like, a Dartmouth oh. sweatshirt. <laughs> Oh. I was a Grecian goddess that year, so and that was also, like, the least sexy costume they had for women in the Halloween store. Last year, I was with my Frisbee team. We were all, like, the women's U.S. national team for Ooh, soccer. that's hot. Yep. And I was the one who posed for Playboy Gwen. Which one is that? Kelly O'Hara. Oh, she posed for Playboy? She posted, sorry, for, she did the ESPN body issue. And okay, that's naked. completely different. Yeah, Sports, sorry. Sports <laughs> Illustrated body issue. Sports Illustrated body issue. Yes. And I wore the, her jersey and then, like, a bodysuit underneath, like a nude one. Oh, that's one. fun. That's and fun. And someone, <laughs> we posted on Instagram, and then I think one of my team captain tried to get it, like, posted somewhere else, and they're like, no, that girl, one girl literally isn't wearing pants. <laughs> 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 I can't use it. She's not wearing pants. That's at the very end, though. Like, I'm hardly, like, really in it. And then... They should have just she's not wearing... <laughs> Wait. She's wearing a t-shirt, but no pants. Too sexy. <laughs> I thought I was just like that. Yeah. Oh, and then the year before no. that, Anne and I were both Finstagrams. Which wow. was at a party that you went to, and we wore, again, nude bodysuits, but with, like, emojis over everything. And that was, like... It was fun-ish, but also, like, it just, I felt pretty exposed. <laughs> it felt so exposed. I was like, our costume doesn't make any sense. People were like, they just wanted to, like, dress up as, like, the naked. It's just, costumes, like, not the case. It was super last minute, and then we kind of, like, hype each other up to, like, thinking that yeah. they're actually a good idea. And, like, whatever the cheapest option is. Right, right. Anyways, you're like, this I think is we should awesome. Move on. What's, what was your favorite Halloween costume, then? <laughs> of myself or of you guys? No, of you. <laughs> of me. One time I went as Gwenjamin Franklin, and that went over well. It was a good That's good. That's yeah. fun. Someone at St. Mary's College of Maryland like nicknamed me Gwenjamin, and then I was Gwenjamin Franklin, and I invented electricity, so the same night. I remember cool. one year I went as the podcast serial, which is Oh, terrible. that's terrible. It didn't translate at all. Name another time where you guys have hyped each other up, but it did not translate over well to the rest of the Oh, just like in audience. general? Yeah. I'm thinking of, like, whenever we go out dancing, just in general. <laughs> or, like, maybe, like, karaoke. No, you know? karaoke! This is a time where, this is a good one. We went to a karaoke bar in um, Denver, Colorado, and it was so hipster, and everyone was, like, singing, like... Including the people we were with. Uh, we oh, really absolutely, well. mostly the people we were with. 
and um we were just like staying at this guy's house and he already didn't love us like he like did not really vibe with us like we weren't cool enough for him is my my um, understanding but we like we thought he was like nice but he just like seemed really like annoyed whenever we were like talking about okay and um (laughs) and like everyone else was thinking like i don't know like hipster bands like like, like blondie or, or like karma, or karma chameleon. chameleon yeah like come on come on come on it was like songs that were like good for like their voice register and like they like had clearly yeah. practiced before and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. one of those type of karaoke bars and we're really used to like karaoke bars everyone sings along to songs and dancing and stuff like that like that's mm-hmm. the audience experience i enjoy and so we get up there with our <laughs> friend and we started singing bound to by kanye west and it went over so poorly like, like everyone just balloon. stared at us and we're all being like bound and a really long song when, which you don't really think about it but there's like a few like, verses a lot of pauses in between yeah and i thought we did pretty well like we actually we, got we know the words we did pretty good we were but doing like, a music video at certain points like with the motorcycle like i thought it but people were just literally just staring like they left to like go to the bathroom it was so awkward we cleared out the room basically and then we sat down and the like the karaoke dj was like i've never heard a kanye west song before and now i know why which is bullshit it was a fucking thing it was in your like library that's not a common thing you also can't get through life without hearing a kanye west song like and then to be so fucking rude to people who like was like went up and performed is so like i think they're like like, yeah, all the audience really like, love this one, which they did. They were all like, <laughs> <laughs> after you poured your heart and soul out. Yeah. Well, so, like, I'm like someone who, like, when people are like rude to me, I just am like, fuck you, and just like, want to leave the situation. It's like, stop being kind. And then, so, like, for the rest of the song, I like, didn't dance or anything. I didn't know. I was like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to be a kid. <laughs> and anymore. they noticed and they were like, shit, you know? Yeah, you really threw it back at them. I don't Big think they mistake. even wanted the audience to dance. It's just like so weird to me to like sing along. Like that's what karaoke is, but whatever. Yeah. It wasn't an open mic night. And then also the my most embarrassing moment is when Anna <laughs> and I were very young oh. and we were Anna that's what I'm gonna say. And we were really into Abbott and Costello at the time. We were probably like eight years Aww. old. Yeah. And we decided to do who's on first the routine for our talent show i think our dad like decided that for us too yeah and so we got up there in our t-ball outfits and like our gloves and our bats and we didn't we really didn't memorize we didn't practice very often we didn't really memorize again a last minute thing and we got up there and we just got stuck in this loop of being like who's on first what's on second I don't know, it's on third. And it's just like, first, couldn't get out couldn't of it. We couldn't find our way to the end. And then finally, we just ran <laughs> off the stage. Just like crying. <laughs> like trailing our little t ball bats behind us. Like looking back, I'm sure it was like adorable for the parents, but it yeah. could not have been more humiliating. Let's <laughs> cry like Yeah. It was on first. <laughs> also, what eight year old knows that reference? Yeah, we were really, like, we weren't cool, if that's, like, could be any more clear (laughs) from all these stories. (laughs) I remember having bad ideas of trying out for a talent show, but no one to encourage me to do that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, an older sister would be like, that's a bad idea. If you have a twin, you could get it in all all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah, you don't have the perspective. Yeah, there's no brakes to pump. I've never really thought about karaoke growing up, but... The amount of times I've been to karaoke bars is, like, astronomical, only because of yeah. you guys. 
Oh yes, yeah, love. we do. We do love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love the karaoke, and it, it does always turn into yell singing. I have to say, for all yeah, this like, there for really aggressive dancing. Yeah. Yell singing Even and when dancing. people are up there like performing really seriously, I'm yell singing in the audience. Yeah. Don't show us the lyrics. You don't people sing a lot. I just don't get it. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Remember that time we ended up with like real performers who were doing karaoke? Even when we uh, went to a live. In DC. Yeah, we had and and it was like a live rent. band. Yeah, we had the singing rat at the end. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, it was a live band. A live band. In DC, right. And it was like a bunch of like. Sh- theater people who like were doing like, their audition songs and stuff like that like it was only right. musical numbers and then Marie and I got up with our friend and we did 500 miles yeah that was really ballsy of you guys I have to say it was and we didn't do it so like kept on like being like okay and one oh. and a two and a go <laughs> they had the lyrics on an ipad if that makes sense so it's not moving at the time of the song and yeah. so again we got in a loop and they had to like stop the plane at one part and like start up again because we like missed our yeah uh, yeah Oof. yeah and then at the end everyone got in a circle and sang 525,600 yeah. minutes, they really which I loved. Of us. I was like, this is what I came for. It's like all just like LMS singing. Like... I wish they could sing more um, songs from musicals that like were really, really popular. I didn't know a yeah. lot of the songs. No, yeah. they were definitely like, audition songs where I was like, this is the best yeah. one for my voice. Or like, yeah, deep tracks. Deep cuts, yeah. Yeah, deep cuts. What do you think is like the best things that you bring out in each other when you're together? Oh, Gwen, killing it with these questions. Oh, yeah. Cool thing that Anna brings out in me or thing that I bring out in Anna? Oh, both. Thing that I bring out in you, right? And then yeah, all yeah, day yeah. you bring out in me. Okay. Anna's really smart. So I think, like, I have, like, way more, like, political and, like, intellectual discussions with Anna than I do normally. Or, like, you keep me, like, way more abreast of current affairs than I normally would. Like, you basically, like, radicalized me and introduced me, like, the DSA and a certain, like, leftist podcast and, like, magazine and stuff. That's something recently. Thank you. Yeah, I think, like, you're a really good hype man. And, like, for me, in particular, like... (laughs) Right off the edge of a cliff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. I tried to get you to jump off the edge of a cliff, and you didn't. So oh, I, I, I was cried. literally, I was so literally. Scared. Yeah, we went cliff jumping. Oh god, time, yeah. we went cliff jumping, and I did it, and Marie didn't, and it was like. And the Anna's weirdest. more scared of heights than I am, so it was really embarrassing. I think I was just, like riding a high, like feeling like very cool around like, the group of people that we were with. Yeah, um, mm, yeah. When we didn't cut the front, but it was like Tipper's friends, and yeah. So it was like the person I was dating's friends at the time. Mm. And I was like, oh, like they all like seem to really like me. Like this will be like a cool I'm thing. I'm gonna run off a cliff. I don't know. It's like it like out of like letting people's like opinions and affect me as much. But anyway, so that, what's mm. I'm really good at is like when I get like anxious to go to parties and stuff like that. Maria's really good. Got this. I do. Uh, very good pep talks. Thanks, babe. You're so welcome. Oh, there is obviously like I mean this is true for any like dynamic duo or couple. Um, yeah, dynamic or, like, duo. <laughs> But, like, there is a different energy when both of you are around, are, like, together. Oh, yeah. 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 Talk much it, faster. Yeah. Do you guys, have you, like, made rules in your relationship? Like, you're not allowed to bring up this thing, or you're not allowed to, like, compare each other, or, like, have you set those rules together? Well, I just think we have rules for, like, how other people can, like, treat us and talk to us. But I think, like, mm. a hard and fast rule is that we, like, don't go compare. after the same person or like date the same person like, yes mm. and we also don't compare ourselves yeah well and like we get really mad when people do that to us right 
I would say like there are times like me and Maria um resolve conflicts really differently like I need space to just like cool yeah. myself off and then I'll cut back and be totally fine and yeah. or like I'll be able to talk about it but Maria likes to resolve things like immediately yeah so like that is something that we like had to set up <laughs> we did during when Maria was like manic which was a really hard time to do it but also a really necessary time to do it where like yeah. I was like, if I need to walk away from a situation, like, I will come back to this, and I will come back to it fairly quickly, but I can't have, like, I get so heightened so fast. I also cool down really fast, but if someone's, like, (laughs) like, it's because I live alone sometimes, and I'll, like, spill something or, like, drop something, I was like, ah! But, like, five, and, like, literally twice, I'm, like, laughing about it, like, but I just, like, need that time where someone's not being, like, okay, okay, like, we need to, like, talk about this, like, I just can't do it in a calm way, but... Yeah, I think it can be frustrating for Anna, like, like I'm, like, so level when, like, things are, like, sometimes, and it's just, like, now I give Anna, like, time and space on that stuff, and, like, yeah, yeah. What do you guys decide, I I guess this is hard with, like, twinhood, your lives are, like, so entwined, what do you decide just to ignore, like, a silly, dumb argument? Do you always, like, reflect or talk out? A situation, or there's some things where you're like, "That was stupid. Let's not talk about it." <laughs> I feel like there's a lot where it was like, "That was dumb. Let's not talk about it." <laughs> Normally, we just like resolve things really, really quickly, and and Anna's great at apologizing first, and then I'll and then I'll apologize, and then we'll like. Yeah, we what we do on. try to stay away from is like commenting on each other's like dating lives, mm, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Or there's things like, for example, when when Maria wasn't in therapy, I was like, yeah. I think I can be kind of judgmental. Well, I know I can be kind of judgmental. That was a thing where I was like just concerned about, but Maria yeah. was like, "I will do it when I do it." And you like, you can't be like, yeah, right. And I'm like, yeah, I can be like pretty stubborn about things. Like I, I'm really private sometimes, and like I don't really like people like having opinions about stuff that I. If someone tells you to do something, life, like you're gonna be like, "Well, I'll do the opposite times yeah, ten." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I feel bad now that I'm like pulling apart how I'm comparing you two but it is interesting your differences are interesting what we wouldn't like is like I don't know like guys that we date be like oh like you have like the prettier data than, than like rare I'm just like oh, I'm just like no. fuck you honestly yeah, yeah. Like, that's my sister yeah <laughs> yeah oh, like, no. being, like more athletic and stuff like that like in in high school and college yeah previously oh god yeah <laughs> definitely previously yeah. well it's interesting like the thing like it switches like a lot That's of stuff the thing, yeah. like, switches back and forth because it's like re- it's like relative when you're comparing yourself or people are comparing you constantly like one other person it's always like going to be relative and like switch a lot so like right i always say like ann and i are like the most similar to each other of anyone like she's probably most similar to but because of that like our differences can be like really pronounced seem like really heightened yeah yeah and like you're still i mean we're adults now right but yeah like you're still <laughs> we're still like developing so much yeah, and, like, yeah. changing like we're in yeah. our formative years yeah but yeah. so yeah that's a good point that it is all relative but that reminds me about dating um i think it's smart not to like comment on someone else's relationship we're not perfect about it but yeah yeah it's really hard to like bite your tongue but um how has your relationship being again like so entwined and like in love with each other as siblings and as twins how has that affected your dating your dating (laughs) history uh, I think, like, it depends on the relationships like, yeah. person that we're dating, I think. I think especially it's much easier now that we're not in the same city. Like, that sounds bad, and yeah. I wish that Maria was closer, but 
Mm. That's a lot of times it's easier that way, but there's like a lot of the comic books would just be like over like how much time we were spending with each other versus the person that yeah. we were dating. Oh, or like yeah. with the person that we were dating and the other person or Or like how like much of a priority. And then like we've both been in some like pretty bad relationships. So like when that person really didn't like the person's partner, like that was yeah. tense. Mm. Yeah. It's like with any best friend, you're just like I don't like that person, but it's interesting. And earlier you said like, "Oh, I'm no one's like emergency contact," but you're still like my emergency contact with like my therapist and stuff like Aww. that. Like, that's she, funny. She but if you, I call yeah. yeah, 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 that's what my therapist said. She's like, "There's still Marie," and I'm like, "Yeah, but she's not. But she's in California, so I, I am be in California. That helpful in emergency. No, yeah. <laughs> I. It's funny, like how you guys are like the, I guess, extreme version of siblinghood. That, like, obviously, uh, with, like, you know, Elena and her sister, like, there's nothing or anything that should come between Elena and Ayel, or, like, mm-hmm. should yeah. um, judge, like, the relationship between Elena and Ayel, and, like, there is no other relationship like Elena and Ayel. Um, but, like, for you guys, and same with my, my sister and I, like, it's the person that you'll know forever, like, from start to finish. Yeah. yeah. The longest, and we'll know like intimate details about you but for you guys it's like i wonder how your partners have felt over the years of like i will never be the way anna is from maria yeah. and vice versa which might be a good thing but still it's not something that like i'm consider ever about like elena and yeah. i am like oh that's a cute yeah but yeah certain ones it bothers them and certain others i don't think it does yeah mm. but I think, like, the more, like, insecure people, like, it, it Yeah, and them. there's, like, certain relationships I've been where, like, I definitely, like, haven't treated the person I'm with as, like, much of a priority. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At certain points in our relationship, so it would make sense that they would be insecure about that, you know? Like, I'm, I don't think it's, like, nice to hear, like, in a heartbeat, like, if this person needed me, I would, like, be there, and, and even if you, like, were struggling or, like... Yeah. Or, like, I'm, like, really ashamed of this, and, like, I'm sorry for saying this on air, but, like, there's one partner I had where we were, like, in an argument, and they were, like, kind of pressing me on this. Eventually, I was just, like, you know, if Anna was, like, you need to break up with this person, like, I'd have to, like, think about it. Like, I'd have to, like, yeah. you know, take it seriously, and so, yeah, I think that's, like, not nice to hear, probably. Yeah, but it also is, like, incredibly valid. I mean... It's funny, yeah. too, because I, like, am comforted by people who have, like, really strong support systems yeah. and, like, have best friends outside of me when I date them. And I think it's because of how we are, where it's, like, I want someone else to have someone who they really can depend on and rely on because, like, I have that. It's a really, like, helpful thing and, like, a really valuable thing in a lot of ways. And yeah, I feel really, like, pressured and trapped when I'm, like, someone's everything. Yeah. Like, that's mm, not yeah. good, obviously, but in a relationship regardless i don't quite understand where it comes from but i i I can understand people like feeling jealous of our relationship for sure yeah man now i'm thinking about all of your relationships like hate them hate them oh i'm kidding Um, it must be so hard not to comment on each other's relationship because you are not like you're a different person but like you like share a different piece of you with like someone that yeah. you're in a romantic relationship with. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, we do, but it leads to fights, and then we are like, we shouldn't have talked about that. Sorry. Like, that, that's right. kind of what yeah. happens. Right. Yeah. Wow. What is the worst advice that you have gotten about, like, mental health? I don't know if it's, like, worst advice, but people thinking that depression is akin to, like, 
laziness or like not trying or like just being like you just like need to sit down and do what you're supposed to do I get in like that's what I'm also internally telling myself every day like trust me but it's not that easy I like that's mostly what it was for me or what it is for me is just people being like it doesn't make sense because like you can do these other things that you can't do this thing like you must just like not be trying or like you're distracting yourself because you're lazy not because it's like so anxiety inducing to even think about having to like sit down like write this paper or like whatever it was Mm. that's how I felt most misunderstood is people thinking like me like doing things to distract myself or try to like not think about the really scary thing was me being lazy or like them seeing it through their own lens of experience rather than through mine I think mine maybe was like from a psychiatrist like uh, like listening to me about like symptoms and like not wanting to change my medication dosage. Mm. I think that a lot of people think that once you're on meds it's like you either like being on meds or you don't like being on meds and I don't know if you feel the same way when but there are like different dosage amounts you can take or different types of medication for almost everything. I think psychiatrists like want it to work the first time because then their job is easier or it gives them more like leeway and maybe this is like particular women trying to get on medication or like people of different marginalized gender identities or racial identities even though i'm white like i know that it's a problem in black and brown communities but like going to the psychiatrist and them giving you your medication and then telling you that you just have to like get used to the side effects or like it'll be better in like a few months or whatever like i think that's irresponsible and like bad advice even if they want to like increase your dosage or like eventually like you know like maybe you have to like pick and choose which side effects you're okay with there's always other medications you can go on and stuff like that I definitely had to like adjust my dosages in order for them to work and right I think that if you're taking something and it's not working or you're having like side effects that you really don't want to have like you have to just go back to your psychiatrist or get a new one who's like willing to like even listen to your concerns or adjust those things for you right yeah yeah. yeah, I feel like sometimes a lot of doctors, like psychiatrists especially, just want to be validated that they were right. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's really yeah. easier to not adjust things. Yeah. 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 So you touched on this like a little bit, Maria's discussion of her diagnosis, but mm-hmm. is there a history of twins both having bipolar disorder? Have you seen that in your research or being represented anywhere? Yeah, so I'm not an expert, but my, the statistic that I've seen is, like, 60% of the time, if one twin has it, the other one has it, too. Mm. And it's, it is a genetic disorder, so it would make sense, especially if um, twins are identical, if they would both have it. But Yeah, right. yeah actually, I don't I don't know that I've I didn't seen any, like, media representations of it, though, at Nanners, have you? I would say three identical strangers, um, but they were yeah. fraternal twins, so. Yeah. Yeah. Or triplets. Yeah. Triplets, sorry. Yeah, I remember when Maria was, like, showing signs of mania. I was like, oh, duh. Like, genetic. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I just assumed, I don't know, not that you would have some sort of immunity to it, Maria, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. It was like, well, Maria has seen how it is and what it looks like and how society treated Anna. So, ergo, then there's no way that she can get it. Like, she's immune to it. You know, I guess that was, like, my subconscious definitely wanted to be once Anna had her diagnosis like I told my therapist about it and like to be on the lookout for but when I started becoming manic it was kind of like a perfect storm of like I had a new therapist was on new Mm. health insurance was living on my own with roommates who like didn't really know me very well and stuff like that right and you know like I was the first person to be like it seems like I might be speeding up 
But I was also the person who's like in charge of deciding whether that actually was me speeding up. And as educated as I was and stuff like that, like when A, I really didn't want to have that diagnosis. And B, when you are becoming manic or whatever, like you're not at a point where you're really inclined to listen to other people or like right. get help. Like if there's a reason people get help mostly when they're depressed, you know? Right, right. Yeah. It's amazing how like almost like a, I don't want to say it's like a disease or something, but like a virus, how viruses have defense mechanisms, like mental health. Yeah. also have a defense mechanism, like depression. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my depression especially has a way of putting anyone that could help me at arm's length, you know? And I guess yeah. that's true with like people with substance use disorders as well. Yeah. yeah. Or being like, you don't deserve help. Like you're a piece of shit. Like, da, da. Right. like yeah. With mania. That's a really good point. The whole thing is that like, you want to like chase the high, not get yeah. help for it. Yeah. I always say, like, your brain wants to stay sick. Mm. Like, it wants, like, equilibrium. Like, it, it's like an inertia thing, it feels like, sometimes. And right. also, I was obviously really well-educated about mania, but mine looked so different than Anna's. It yeah. just mm. seemed like maybe it could be something else. What's tough, Maria, with your diagnosis is, like, the way that your mania showed up was as a creative. You, like, make your career off of being creative. Yeah. It was like, yeah, obviously you need a car, but I don't know if you should have bought a car. And then you're going to have to yeah. move to L.A. But I don't think you should yeah. move to L.A. You know, like, yeah. I felt like, oh, that's not our place to say when someone's manic what they should and should not be doing. Because, one, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, any one of us saying, like, don't do that, you know. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. It was quite strange how, like, I don't know, like, it's a hard thing for friends to, like, comment on things that yeah. actually might work out in your favor, question mark? Manic. Yeah, it's mine was more like hypomania, and by the end, like like I was sick, really sick, and I was strep throat, right. and I went on a shoot, which I shouldn't have done. Like I did make mostly poor decisions, but like you're still you, so you're still gonna like be doing things, and and honestly, like being depressed and and everything, like it did make me want to go to LA more and like actually like make that happen for myself, and like obviously, mm-hmm. like most of the things I buy in the car was fine. I had you know I luckily had the money for it and stuff like that but I was also making a lot of extremely poor decisions but it's not as though like unless you're like acknowledging diagnosis getting treatment for it or like in the hospital something like that you can't really put your life on hold like that right ideally in a deal world I would have just like gotten on the correct medication early and taken it and come down and, and then ideally like not been depressed for that long and stuff like that but the way that it worked out I that's not what I did and so like I still had to be you know doing things and living my life and stuff like that it's just the way that I was going about it was like pretty backwards and just pretty intense like it did make me better at certain jobs in the beginning and then by the end I was too sick to even like lift a case when I was on set and like in my personal life I was making like extremely poor decisions but also occasionally i would like meet people who actually like were were really cool and like you yeah. know like everything else it's like good and good and bad but just yeah like, it's just, it, i was still like it was a pretty significant amount of time it was like half a year so like it was still like my life you know like i, I right know, yeah. right you're still a person yeah yeah i um i'm so glad that you guys brought up lady dynamite as like a representation of mental health and especially bipolar disorder Maria Bamford is a genius, and mm-hmm. there was an episode recently where her now husband was, like, worried about her showing signs of mania. Mm-hmm. She had to, like, reflect on it, you know, 
and say yeah. like those are genuine human emotions. Yeah. Have you guys like I mean obviously the fear of like being depressed or manic is always mm-hmm. like lingering, but have yeah. there been times where you've questioned yourself like over and over again for making a decision or starting a new chapter in your life because of your diagnosis? Oh yeah, all the time. I think part of the hard part with bipolar disorder, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, is like I was always someone who just like was never great with consistency anyway. So like I would have like periods of like just being like very, very like sentient and stuff like that. And then like I would work out for like a week straight, like really like hard and then like not do it. Like in terms of like daily like habits that's just like not really my forte and so like there's a lot of times where I'll be like oh am I being like really productive because I'm manic or because I'm starting to get towards mania and oftentimes too like if I drink coffee or like something like that like it does make you feel very similar to like as though you're manic like about to start a manic episode at least it does for me sometimes like you get like really heightened anxiety and like kind of jittery and like so like that will do it or like for depression like that happens I would say less so just because I was never really clear on like when I was depressed versus when I was just like really down and like in my head lazy and stuff like that. That was always Mm -hmm. kind of hard for me to parse out. It's why I didn't get help until I was at a really low place with my depression that I was grieving someone and all this other stuff happened, which like in my head was like, okay, it's valid for me to be depressed right now. So like maybe it's depression even if I was depressed I don't think I would, would be the one to notice it or like label it I think that would be someone else because for me that's just like that would just be like oh Anna like sucks again I don't know mm. <laughs> so yeah it's like bad self-talk for me I think similar to and probably most people like I am pretty like constantly like, checking in and scanning and just like checking in with myself now and so the other uh night like I stayed up until 1 p.m like decorating for Christmas and I was like Is, am I speeding up but like no I just like you're allowed mm-hmm. to like stay up until one p.m. like one a.m. like yeah. you can't put. Oh, I was like one p.m. I was like no, you're not. <laughs> one a.m. Sorry, one a.m. One a.m. That makes sense. Yeah. Or like you know when I I was unemployed for a few months this year because of COVID and I was sleeping in and and not like mm. not wanting to get out of bed and stuff like that as much and and just really anxious. I get really anxious in the in the mornings for whatever reason. Like that's my highest anxiety time, especially on weekdays. Mm. So like. I was, like, checking in with myself about that stuff, and I don't think I was, but it's just, like, good to be aware of it, and, but definitely, like, I get annoyed when other people who don't know me as well, it feels like they kind of, like, use it against me a little bit, like, oh, you're talking fast, I think you're speeding up, and it's, like, no, like, this is, like, a normal conversation, that kind of, like, bothers me, and people close to me, like, I appreciate them if they were to, like, see genuine Mm -hmm. symptoms, but I, I do find it frustrating when, like, people who just, like, gotten to know me would just find out that I was bipolar start to, like, label you know normal variations in human behavior as symptoms that that like pisses me off I don't know right similarly right I don't think I've encountered that as much but I I also think that I've like met less new people in the past year than you have probably or in the past few years that would really piss me off though if that happened I think also too part of that goes back to like the stubbornness that you're talking about where yeah exactly i even if even if I were to be like, oh, like it seems like you might be manic, like maybe you should talk to your doctor. I don't think that you would. I think that would be an argument, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, I might yeah. eventually yeah. do it because it's you, but I, yeah. I think you'd have to like really approach it in like a certain, which is not really cool. I'm not like, you have to, like good quality, <laughs> but you'd have to like really approach it. In a way. All of our things, yeah. Yeah, like that is you have it like. Um, what's a smarter word for saying this than double hard? <laughs> 
but you have a double heart in that, in that um, like, you might be looking out for each other, you know, in, in kind ways, but, like, also afraid to tell the other person, you know, you're showing signs of depression or mania, and yeah. that's such a light, yeah. it's the same as, like, talking about each other's partners, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, actually. yeah, like, you guys don't walk on eggshells around each other, you still are pretty genuine, but you know, like, what not to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our relationship's just really important to us, so we're just, like, really aware of... We just know each other really well, so we know it'll set the first off, but yeah. we still have to do it. Yeah, which is not fun. Which is not fun. <laughs> this conversation's well, not fun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A little gun-shy from when Maria was manic to, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> that wasn't gun shy. Gun-shy. <laughs> gun-shy. <laughs> Anna, what would you tell like, younger Anna, like, what advice would you give younger Anna for when Maria, uh, had her manic episode? Oh, yeah, read Codependency No More by Melody Beattie, like, immediately, and nothing that she says is personal, so, like, try not to take it that way, because it was hard, because it felt like sometimes that Maria was, like, that you were saying, like, these, like, things that you had always thought about me, but, like, never <laughs> said before. Like, you God. just, like, didn't want to, like, you just, like, had, like, no filter. Like, and right. I, that was really hard. But, um, you're now to not, like, be Maria's main source of support during all of this. And, like, I would also have set, like, a lot harder boundaries around who I let discuss it with me and, like, what I said to them. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, really, like, non-productive conversations where I was the dumping ground for a lot of people's anxiety around it. Mm. And, like, yeah. I was the person least equipped to, like, deal with it because it was, like, it all felt so personal to me. Like, right. like, this person hates my reality. And, like, you know, like, those, like, circles that they have of, like, if someone's, like, really sick, like, you shouldn't be, like bringing your, your own anxieties to that person like you should have someone to dump out to so like that sick mm. person can dump to you kind of thing like yeah. I should have been dumping out more than I was like having people dump it on me and like yeah. no shade to anyone who did that and I had really terrible boundaries around it because it was like so concerning to me and I wanted to talk about it but I was just like not equipped to be that person and like it right. just like meant that I thought and talked about it a lot more than like was helpful or healthy yeah, yeah. I also would have said, like, Maria will get help at some point. It's just not going to be because of, like, the reasons that we think. Her body's going to shut down at some point, and, like, that's when she'll get help, and that's what it's going to have to be. Right. Again, like, your memory of those times is just, like, so shit because your body's... I think your brain is just, like, trying to protect you, but, like, I the things that I was saying to Anna it was more like a wounded animal because, like, I, I knew in, like, some, like, way that I was, like, probably manic and like really 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 didn't want to hear it and she was someone who had been manic before and she knew me the best and so like she was the person who was like most qualified to like make that call so Mm -hmm. like I think that that was also like a part of it like I I don't think that I believed like anything that I was saying I just like really didn't want to hear that so like I was doing anything I could to like make people not tell like talk to me do you know what i mean like tell me yeah, yeah or like that, be like yeah. i'm okay like some things i was saying were like you're too skinny like that's a problem like it seems like you might be manic and like those are like and like the skinniness was like obviously a symptom of the mania so yeah. you like <laughs> yeah saying things that, like my weight and stuff like that were just like you trying to deflect off of but, like, like, not be... kind. like i'm not like that's not okay but 
It is amazing how I'm sure this has like been true your whole lives, like how one person can be like I guess for your friends or family, like I could it's not that people like talk shit about the other person with one of you, but it's like be the dumping of you know, like, oh I can't stand who they're dating and so I'm just gonna dump it all on. Oh you. yeah. So yeah. so that <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, I That's freaking no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I already know how miserable it is. I experienced yeah. it. Yeah. And like I think we're both pretty good at shutting it down when it's like person like when it's like a tax person but it's hard right, knowing right. where to be like yeah like that's a thing in their life and like i don't want to talk about it but i'm in this conversation now kind of thing right. there's other times where like when anna was in like a terrible relationship i was like <laughs> i was just pretty terrible guys right like i like i yeah. would like to yeah. dump out as well about it so i would bring it Love. up sometimes not i mean not very often because i was like very protective of anna's like privacy and stuff like that and if other right. people had said shit like i probably like that I didn't bring up, you know, like, with, with any sibling relationship, you, like, don't want to hear yeah. anything negative about the sibling from anyone else. Right. Yeah, like, like no one is allowed, yeah, to talk yeah. about, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that, Anna, how, like, it, it uh, also, I feel like, I could be wrong about this, like, it felt like Maria's uh, mania, like, lasted multiple weeks, right? That, months, like, yeah. Months, yeah. That, like, and that first it was like uh is she isn't she and then like moments of like yes she is and then moments yeah. of like no 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 she just like drank too much coffee that day or whatever or Clean like over um, time like yeah went for time. a really long run she just does that stuff you know <laughs> not, yeah it's yeah. like just something that she does and so like it is really hard to like just hear that all the time and out of like yeah is your sister like this is all i saw about maria and all the evidence that i have what do you think you know yeah, and it was hard balancing, like, being protective of Maria's privacy, like, versus being protective right. of your reputation, Maria, just being, like, I don't want people to think that this is how Maria would, like, normally behave in this situation, but I also mm. don't want them to, like, be privy to, like, what you're going through personally, and, like, yeah. that was, we also, like, that was, like, a summer where, like, we happened to have, like, a bunch of, like, things where we, like, had to see other people, like, it was just, like, kind of bad yeah. timing, too, like. We were also just, yeah. like, I just, like, always remember, like, I know that we're not that, we're only 26, but, like, we were just so young, too, yeah. like, yeah, 22 and then 23 with me, like, it's just, we were just, like, really young to, like, yeah. be handling any of that stuff, right. and we still are, obviously, but we're just more equipped now, and yeah. a bit further along yeah. in our lives. When you go through something like that, I think most people who listen, are listening to this who have a whole disorder could relate to, like, you have to just deal with stuff so much more head-on, and, like, just yeah. be so much more on top of things emotionally your relationships just your right. own health An than, average than most year people old. in their 20s are yeah exactly. yeah so yeah i felt i kept thinking like for i guess both of your manic episodes that like where's the adult in the room but i was also like afraid <laughs> to like, yeah. like where where's the help you know but yeah. also yeah. afraid to like ask adults because like i've i personally felt like your mother was like handling things like incredibly well but i was also afraid that like <laughs> You know, our parents that are baby boomers, like, don't have the best education about mental health, so I was, like, afraid to ask for help. It did feel like we are so ill-equipped. Like, everything that we're going to do next is going to be the wrong thing. It's funny, too, because I don't think there is an adult in the room, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think that, like, there are people who are more pro, like, interventionist treatment, more pro, like, institutionalizing, like, the advice Mm. you get is so all over the place. It's all over the place, and, like, a lot of it is just, like 
try to limit the amount of damage that can be done and then like wait it out and like i think that's like honestly right. the best thing you can do and like, that's what we did but hopefully next time it'll be even less damage and like help quicker Shorter. and stuff like that yeah, and, right. like now that we have therapists psychiatrists stuff like that we can go to like it's it'll be easier but honestly we thought it was going to be easier with maria than it was yeah after mine but mine on it like they were just yeah. so different and like yeah, so right. there was like if maria's mania had manifested in the same way that mine did i'm sure it would have been handled how we handled mine and like it would have been really traumatic yeah. and shitty for you to be institutionalized oh also yeah. clarification for everyone i will clarify this at the, at the top of another episode so i don't want to get lost but i was apparently voluntarily hospitalized not involuntarily hospitalized what? i signed myself in my mom told me what? i was like what it's crazy, like your memory of stuff like what? that. She didn't want. She did not want to go. To the I did not want to go. I, all the rest of the what? story is true. I was carried on the stairs by police. I was almost put into a squad car, then I was put into an ambulance and taken there. And I was restrained throughout my time before I was inputted. Like all those things are true. But what happened was they make you sign forms and stuff like that. And I signed a form saying that I wanted yeah. to be there. And like wow. at that point too. And I, I believe honestly, I have no memory of it, but I would not be surprised if. I didn't knowing what was happening because I was so scared right. at that point. So right. I, I yeah. and then like, there's obviously no other like, options. Yeah, did the yeah. ambulance just turn back around. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Anna also knew that the more she complied at a certain point, the faster she would get out. At of that there. point, I was just in yeah. compliance mode. You know? I think if I hadn't signed it, I would have still been institutionalized. It just would have been involuntary. So. I fascinating. What I will say though is I had no control over when I was released. Like that was not no. within my control at all. Like that's sort of yeah. thing. So and I was still in the highest security ward at that like mental health facility. Like that all is true. Just I wanted to get that copy because I've always yeah. been involuntarily hospitalized and my mom just yeah. corrected me the other day and wow. I think that's important. I think that's like an important distinction. I think there are different ways that you would get let out if you're involuntarily hospitalized. Right. I wanted to go back to like the adult in the room point, like my mom. Like I think it's just way way hard to see your kids suffering right. and stuff like that yeah. so it's so painful i cannot imagine emotionally it was like pretty difficult for me to watch anna go through her depressive and like manic episodes but i never like blamed myself or anything or felt or, responsibility right, for responsible. the same so, way like, i think i was just and like also just in general Anna and i just like kind of used to being like the spokesperson for the other person in the family like we're mm. very much so like maria knows best <laughs> yeah right best like, for like, her. super yeah. protective of each other and so like also in that case like my mom was gracious enough to like give me a little bit of power in that situation then i think most people would get in terms of like me being the one to like make the phone call and stuff like that or like be me being the one to like ride in the ambulance with anna right yeah props to your mom though like carol yeah. really <laughs> outdid herself mental health issues really well he just wasn't the one making the decisions right right it did feel like your mom was taking a beating from either one of you at any given time oh thousand percent (laughs) and did an excellent job seeing it through with her head held high in my opinion yeah shout out to carol yeah and a lot of i mean she definitely took things from my perspective like extremely personally and like had a lot of anxiety about it but i think a lot of parents in that situation would have just like given up or like allowed that to like affect their relationship post recovery 
or like right. would have taken it out on you in some way, mm, right? Like, yeah, yeah, stooped to your level, which was yeah. like in a different dimension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She never like yelled back at us right. or anything. And like, both of us were really unpleasant like, to awful. be around for parts of it. Like, Anna saying, like, screaming for her cat. <laughs> That's a tough thing to do. Yeah, not just that, like, everything. She was, yeah, I, I, we owe her a yeah. lot. So the same question goes for you, Maria. Like, what advice would you give younger Maria for when Anna was manic? Let's see. I think I handled it pretty well. I don't think I took much of it mm-hmm. personally. I mean, so I'll say, like, I handled, like, the crisis point well. I think afterwards I could have been a lot better, similar to Anna, about, like, setting boundaries. Mm. Like, how much of this am I going to, like shoulder and also my advice is just like super practical because that's just kind of who I am like I wish I would have been more communicative with my job about what was going Mm. on and like how much time I would need off to handle it I think I could have been better about boundaries and like how much I was like it's hard to say because I just like I was also just like going through kind of a hard time at the time because of my first year out of college I was just like struggling in general but yeah I think and then like maybe relying more on my support systems for help and I I also just think they could have handled like my relationship with Anna better and been a better support for her and been there for her more but the relationship she was in at the time like we were saying earlier like it was just really difficult for me yeah you're kind of elbowed out be around because of because of relationships that I had been in myself earlier you know it it, we were we were both bringing a lot of other stuff to yeah yeah and I think to be clear too like I don't think you guys could have or should have done anything differently for both of you in yeah. those situations. One, you were so young, but also, like, you're literally reacting to new information every day. Yeah. yeah. Again, no adult in the room. Yeah. But yeah. I think that it, these are good questions, Gwen, because people listening to this maybe, like, could give yeah. them something to think about or, or you know, guidance yeah. if they're in similar situations. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you, like, touched on this a little bit before, like, what advice would you give to, they're not that much younger than us, you know, a 22-year-old, 21-year-old who has recently been diagnosed with bipolar disorder find a psychiatrist and a therapist that you really trust if you're on lithium drink your water and everyone goes through really hard things things that make them feel like like life is not fair it's not fair (laughs) like this is the journey that you're on right your friends are gonna go through really hard times too and like you're going to go through other, like, things that are, like, feel even more difficult and stuff like this. So, like, this is not the yeah. end of the world. Like, this is just, like, a different, I don't know. At least I feel like I've gained so much compassion, so much wisdom, like, so much respect for others' choices out of this situation. Also, it's really nice, at least it was for me, it was really nice having a label for, like, a lot of the problems that had happened before in my life that felt like they were all my fault. I getting to, like, mm. shift some blame. Like, right. to shift like, some disorder. Blame. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really great advice, and I would similarly, like, there's nothing that you don't get through. In Ellen Forney's book, she has, like, phrases, like, kind of, like, affirmation thingies you can say to yourself, and one that's really helpful, I think, is, like, I have a 100% record of getting through the bad times. And and also, like, Mm. this isn't going to change... It's going to change your life, but it's probably going to change it in a lot of ways that are, like, pretty positive. You're still going to be able to do the things that you want to do. You just have to be really on top of things and, like, careful about it. And, like, you're not going to figure everything out all at once. And a lot of stuff just takes time. 
Yeah. Right. Definitely don't limit yourself because of the diagnosis. I, I think it can be a freeing thing instead of a yeah. restricting thing, even if it doesn't mm. feel like it at the time. Also, you probably know at least one other person who has it. Like, you might not yeah. know that, but, like, that yeah. is what I've learned from doing this show. Like, you definitely know at least one other person who has it or has another, like, serious mental illness if they're getting through that. As soon as you can, be open about it with people in your life. Try to because it's really... And if you can't be open with people in your life, just join your little community or, like, a different yeah. one, but find community around it. Yeah, facebook.com slash groups slash bipolar by coastal secret. And there's plenty of other people in that group who are going through the same thing including us or you can email us which we'll have our email at the end of the show oh yeah we are here to relate we love we love it it's like That's the best so cool yeah yeah you guys are helping us That's really cool. <laughs> you guys have mentioned the dependency no more book and have talked about like your dependency on on one another mm-hmm. i was what's like I guess similar to like a um, disorder is like with dependency, it's so hard to get out of because it's so. Yes. Yeah, it's like, I was going to say warm milk, but that actually sounds disgusting. <laughs> you know, it's like a warm blanket that you don't want to yeah. get out from under. Yeah. Yeah. What was the prompt for that? Yeah. So it was during the beginning parts of Maria's Manic episode, and I was also like unpacking that really terrible relationship and Mm. she gave it to me like in the context of that relationship which was correct it was codependent by my definition at least but from my like from my way of understanding like the codependency stuff it's not that you have like one codependent relationship but there's one person that you're codependent with it's like you replicate the behaviors and the patterns in all of your relationships that like lead to codependency so it was really clear-cut in terms of like that bad unhealthy relationship because like there were so many like really awful things that happened during it and like I felt responsible for like, that person's like anger and like problems and stuff like that yeah then it also like through reading it I was like oh I see this is also how like me and Maria are sometimes or especially right now like at that time where like she was upset and or I was upset and like I felt responsible for like what she was saying and like wanted to like fix things and like take care of her and like force her into a situation that you know that she didn't want to be in and like it was helpful unpacking that but I still do it all the time and like there's a lot of stuff to unlearn (laughs) like how we're like socialized and stuff like that but not to like get too deep into it, but there was just stuff growing up where we were responsible for other people's emotions a lot and trying to unlearn some of mm-hmm. that stuff and like <laughs> not do that stuff anymore. But yeah, it's really, yeah. I think it's hard and I don't think I'm nowhere close to perfect at it. And I had spoken highly of it and I was like, we're not codependent. Oh, Cause I thought I really kind of have more like this yeah. psychology, like understanding of it where it's just like people who are like, each other's everything which I don't or like in like romantic relationships more so it's like right. how I had an understanding of it but the book is actually written Melody Beattie was an alcohol uh like abuse counselor so she mm. writes it from the perspective of having seen all these um wives or spouses of alcoholics like how their behavior and 
like thinking of them as being controlling and manipulative and bitter and stuff and then and then she herself went through a relationship with an alcoholic where she was the one who was sober and like she saw those characters within herself and that's how she got kind of more interested in it wow so the book is written from that framework but for Anne and I it was definitely easy to like see that's the definition of like when you feel responsible for other people's emotions and and mm. and you're focused on their life more than your own I think and or like you resent someone like you feel like someone's trying to yeah. control you and so you have you know you have to like hide and sneak around and stuff like that so yeah yeah and I came to it so Anne recommended it to me and then when I went through a bad breakup earlier this year my friend gave me the book and so I read it I read it this summer cool I didn't know you read it so recently yeah and I actually think that we should try to get her on the show Anna I agree that would be great to talk to her yeah that'd be cool yeah, I feel like I do have a pop psychology idea of codependency meaning, like, attachment disorders, but yeah. also, mm-hmm. or, like, attachment styles, whatever. Yeah. But also, like, so much of this, and obviously, like, our psychology framework is so built in our culture of, like, you don't fit into the culture easily, so therefore we're gonna give you a diagnosis of, like, ADHD or whatever. Right. Yeah. You have to, like, know that, like, there's a dimension of the world where you're like typical you know you're like a typical person that everyone has these tendencies but yeah I guess I thought of like codependency as being someone else's everything and vice versa yeah when really it's like unlearning not necessarily like detaching yeah like on an emotional level but it is though you're correct like it's detaching from the result and detaching from any Mm. any sort of responsibility or, like, really fully internalizing that you cannot yeah. make other people's decisions for them. And there is nothing that you can actually do to right. fix someone else's problems. And really, really internalizing that idea. I think that takes a lot of unlearning. And, like, it's kind of something about what Anna right. talking about with, like, the manic episodes and stuff like that. Feeling mm, like if yep. that person would just do what we wanted them to do, then that would solve the world everything. Works. Right. They will do what they yeah, want to do when the they want to do it. The world is. It's just, that's how it is, yeah. One last question. Do you have, um, uh, what's the word? Twin tele... Twin telepathy. Tele- twin telepathy. No, or not like tele- telepathy. <laughs> Dang it! I used to think, too, I was like, if Maria was, like, in serious trouble, like, I would know, like, even though we're... Co- I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely. Like, weirdly, like, this is going to sound somewhere, but I don't even think I would know if, like... <laughs> You died, Maria. I'm just, I, at this point, like, I just like, don't think I have that capability. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be like weeks later, and someone would like get around to telling you. <laughs> get around to telling you. Like ah, yeah. We do like say stuff in unison a lot, which I think we've done a couple times this episode. And it is funny. I can tell that. when Anna when I'm looking at her, talking to her when Anna's upset. Yeah, I can definitely read Maria's emotions thing. really well, but. Also, both of us are so transparent with how we're feeling. Like, it just shows everyone can read our emotions really useless. well on our faces. <laughs> yeah, like, if Anna, Anna, like, are you thinking, think of a number one through ten in your head. Okay. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. Eight. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so all right, all right. That's telepathy. <laughs> it's, it's like a... There it is. One point off. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we know each other really well, but I wouldn't say we have any sort of, like extra extra gift unfortunately yeah it is a beautiful beautiful language maybe or like twin language did you guys ever no never had one (laughs) (laughs) but okay like let me let me like um say like a lot of times the way that ann and i talk not 
hopefully not so much on the podcast, but in general, we talk really fast and mumbly, as you've noticed and pointed yes. out, Gwen. So, like, when, but I, there's almost never times where I'm like, I can't understand what Anna's saying. Like, I always can. So, that's, right. that is something. Yeah. That part that's... is really funny. I've been in whole conversations with you guys where I'm like, I have no idea what, just, what was Yeah, it's that. really disheartening. Um, I'm sorry. Can... <laughs> no, I think it's, it's really it's cute. Fine. No, it's disheartening. I don't think that we would talk that way if we didn't always have someone around when we were growing up who understood what we were saying. Right. right and then also, right. it's been really fucking frustrating <laughs> with COVID having masks on because I'm realizing. Oh my God, yeah. That there's people who literally just are just like nodding and smiling at me like I'm a fucking <laughs> like, senile person. <laughs> I've had, like, full conversations with that. I haven't understood a word I've said since fucking March, so that's frustrating. <laughs> you guys are doing very well on the podcast. I will say I was worried that you guys would do your oh, Duke mumbles, but we, we worked very tough. We are very cognizant of it. And we I, yeah, I can tough. even tell during this episode that we're talking a little bit faster because it's with you, Gwen, and I'm like... <laughs> But I, I think it's gonna be okay. But I'm definitely I think it'll be okay. aware of it. Yeah. It, honestly, if I can understand it, then I, I think most readers can as well. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You guys have a beautiful, beautiful relationship. Aww. Even when you are codependent. Thanks, <laughs> Gwenny. It's fascinating. Like, like in a conversation with you two, I feel like you guys have already said everything that there is to be said between you two. But then you always. <laughs> have something else to bring up. Uh, but it's clear that you have, like, worked, like, you were saying, Maria, about, like, your radicalism, how it's usually when either of you talk about, like, a movie or politics, it's, like, so clear that you've, like, refined that opinion with each other mm. before you, like, say it out loud, I guess, to other people. That might not be as true now that you guys are so far apart. But, no, it's pretty rare um, that um we have, like, different yeah. opinions on, like, a movie or, well, yeah, as you guys know from, like, the bipolar and the media podcast like that actually except yeah. for music except for music <laughs> what was your spotify wrapped everyone go through your spotify wrapped now no please please no. your spotify rap your actually um only when we do it <laughs> one to two yes two I to will. three so this is my impression of me no, figuring out which knew, year of life that I'm in too. currently. <laughs> Anna doesn't want and to like, one, And Anna just like let two. you do it after she was like, no, because she knew there was no, she had read Codependent no more and she knew there was no changing <laughs> your, your trajectory. She was just going to prove me right. Two I was like, one. fine. I yeah, two to three. Two to three. Two to three. Three, four, four to five. Four to five. So annoying. Yeah, like, for all the numbers. Six to seven. Six to and eight. it was like, uh-huh. Eight to nine. Yep. Uh-huh. Nine to ten. ten all to the way 11. to 26, baby. We're now in our 27th year of life. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you guys go. And last thing I'll say is there's no way that you guys weren't switched at birth. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, that being said, Carol is really on top of things yeah. and is a lawyer, so... I imagine her paperwork was in order, but if I was your mother, I would have definitely switched. Oh, 100%. I think I was, I think I was a certain amount smaller than Anna was, but I'm not, but I'm not saying that it was necessarily (laughs) one of the babies. One of the babies was a certain amount smaller. One of them. See, that's what I'd be like. Okay. One has blue nails, one One has red nails. I don't know which one is which. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, which one? Yeah. 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 
our mom painted our nails red. I don't think for herself as much as, like, people who are watching over us, but that, I, that was a really classic thing Yeah. Because I think most people are just, like, the twins. And, like, wow. my mom's always been really good about... What we've learned us. today is that Carol is an all-star. <laughs> That's, I feel like that's the moral of every podcast. Is like, oh, mom. That's no. dads are okay. Dads are great too. Dads, dads can do. Anyway. Oh. My dad sometimes got us confused. Yeah, but I don't right, think he right, actually right. got confused. He just that like any. To be fair, our grandparents had just no idea. Our, our mom's parents, at least. <laughs> they were like, uh... yeah. Our mom's parents were just like <laughs> our maternal grandparents. I got a name. Truly, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. <laughs> that's tough. Anyway, yeah, I love you guys, and thank you for being yeah, well, twins, I guess. Love you, too. That's a good way to learn about people-pleasing, is, like, when do you learn that it's, like, impolite to correct someone on, like, your name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't correct people when they say like, my oh, last name wrong. Feelings. Them, them wrong I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. <laughs> when do they say cokes? Yeah, yeah, they, they say cokes, and I'm like, meh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but... Uh, like multiple professors were like, "Hey, correct me next <laughs> time I say your name wrong," and I'm like, eh, I, don't, "I don't care." Bye, <laughs> one. Thank you. All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye. If you liked what you heard and want more, you can get at least two bonus episodes every month for just five dollars by subscribing to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BipolarByCoastal, or you can email us any questions, comments, or concerns you might have at BipolarByCoastal at gmail.com. Your emails are truly the highlight of our week. You can find us at facebook.com slash bipolarbicoastal or on Instagram at bipolarbicoastal. Thank you to Mia Thoreau, who did our show art, Hannah Dorfman, who does our music, and E.B. Davis, who did our portraits. Goodbye! Goodbye!